The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Has been delivered by the grip of from the grip of fear. Lift their hands this morning and just bless God. Just thank God that He has delivered you from the grip and the hold of the enemy. Satan holds through fear. God raises by faith. If you know God has delivered you from the grip of fear, from the hold of the enemy, lift your hands this morning and bless the name of the Lord. Thank Him for redemption. Thank Him for salvation. Thank Him for deliverance from fear. It's the last Sunday in the month of April. Somebody open your mouth and give God praise for bringing you to another month end. For keeping you from the beginning of this month up until now. From the beginning of this year up until now. From the beginning of your life up until now. Oh, Father, we give you praise. We bless your name. You have split the sea for us to walk through it. You have delivered us. You have ransomed us. You have rescued us from the hold of the enemy. And today we can boldly announce to the entire world, to heaven and to hell, we are no longer slaves of fear. We are no longer under the bondage of the enemy. We are now free. <laughs> we are now free. Glory be to God. We are now free. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We bless your holy name. Thank you for redemption. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for freedom. Freedom from all forms of fear. To you and you alone be all the praise. To you and you alone be all the glory. We welcome you once again into our midst this morning. Both physically on site, virtually online. For everyone joining in this service, wherever they may be joining from, Lord, let your tangible presence, your miracle-working presence, let it rest and abide on each and every one of us. Let us experience the restart that you have ordained for us in the different aspects of our lives. Let us walk in the power of resurrection, redemption's power of resurrection. In our individual lives and together as a church family we give you the praise father in jesus mighty name and somebody that is believing god for a special touch this morning gave the lord a loud shout of praise. somebody that knows they have been delivered from the bondage of fear gave the lord another loud shout Glory be to God. You know, we said this at the beginning of the month. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Learn to declare what God has done for you. Can somebody shout again this morning? I have been set free from fear. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am the redeemed of the Lord. And I say so. Praise God. And when you say it, you will walk in the power of it and you will see it. 
oh, it's so simple, it takes the devil to misunderstand it. Glory be to God. Welcome your neighbor again to service this morning. Give them a Bluetooth high five. You can be seated in God's presence. Those of you joining us online, you are also welcome. It's a joy to be with you. Glory be to God. Our emphasis on restart and the prophetic word is gradually coming to an end. Yes, we'll continue to teach along these lines and study along these lines probably all through the year and the rest of our lives. But today is the penultimate Sunday. Um, next Sunday, our Father in the faith will be here with us. Glory be to God. I'm sure we've all been following his um, apostolic tour online. I believe he's in Benin this morning. But next Sunday will be the crowning Sunday for all we've been saying about restart. Restart. Hallelujah. And Dr. K will be with us. We're having restart with Dr. K next Sunday. Please put up the artwork for us again. Thank you. Now, very, very important announcement. And that's why I'm saying this now. It will be reiterated at the end of the service. But I want to stress it now. It's going to be a single combined service next Sunday. We're not going to have two services. We're going to have one service. And the service will start by 7.30 a.m. So we want to encourage you to come in a little bit earlier. It's a special Sunday so that Dr. K can have a lot more time to minister in the service. He has about three or so other meetings um, next Sunday. He's going to start with us and he's going to be with us for just one service. It's also important to note that you need to register, pre-register if you plan to be on site. We encourage everyone to be here on site. Everyone that can come. Um, like Dr. K will always tell us, he came all the way from America. There's no reason why anybody in Nigeria or within Lagos um, should not be able to come physically for the meeting. However, we know we have a space challenge. We can't accommodate everyone in one service. So we need everybody to pre-register. The registration link is bit.ly slash restart on-site service. So please rush to that link, maybe even right now or immediately after the service, because once we reach the limit we can accommodate, we'll have to stop. And everyone that can't come in physically will have to join online. So we want to encourage you to quickly register. Um, we want you to be here. We want a full house. We want everyone to be in church. Invite your family and friends. Encourage them to register as well. And please register for your kids as well. If you are coming with your kids, if anyone is coming with kids, it's going to be a special, special, awesome Sunday. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Is somebody ready for the word this morning? Praise God. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about resurrection power, redemption's resurrection power. And we've um, done a lot in the last two weeks to establish that every one of us can walk in this power. Everyone can walk in the power of God. I asked this question last Sunday, are you walking in God's power? Only you can answer that question for yourself. And if you are not walking in God's power, you should ask yourself, why am I not walking in God's power? And listen to the things we are teaching. And one major truth we've established is that don't see the power of God as just something for signs and wonders and miracles. Nothing wrong with miracles, signs and wonders. Interestingly, that's going to be our emphasis in the month of May. 
I'm trusting God that when Dr. K comes next Sunday, he's going to just unlock an avalanche of miracles for us, and we're going to walk in it. Miracles in our physical bodies. Can I hear loud amen? Miracles in our finances. Miracles on our jobs. Miracles in our families. Miracles in every aspect of our lives. There's nothing wrong with miracles. And we need miracles. In fact, we can't really enjoy restart without miracles. But we established and we're establishing that you shouldn't have a mindset, which many Christians do particularly in this part of the world, that until I see miracles, the power of God is not working. You can't have that kind of mentality for your life and it will benefit you. So we've established simple things that the Bible tells us. Activate God's power. And anyone that does them is already walking in the power of God. Let somebody confess by faith this morning, I'm walking in the power of God. Say it again louder. I'm walking in the power of God. Declare the loudest you can. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, So I'm walking. I'm living in God's power. So far we've examined six keys. And I'll just quickly list them to us again this morning. Number one is what we just did. Confession. Your confession and your declaration. You want to walk in power? You want to see the power of God in your life? Begin to declare God's word. Begin to declare your redemption. Begin to declare what God has done for you. Your confession. Glory be to God. Projection, please help me put it up on the board. Let them follow me. Number two, your thanksgiving, your praise, and your gratitude. We we studied scriptures like talking about confession. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Power. There is a power of the tongue. And he said, those that love you to use it, use it to your advantage. Declare what you want. Your praise and your thanksgiving, your gratitude, your worship. David said, God is enthroned. That's a word of authority. And he's referring to the power of God on our praises. Learn to be a praiseful, dancing, singing person. I love that song, the choir sang the other day. I'm dancing on an empty grave. When you praise God and you rejoice as a lifestyle, all these things are lifestyle things. You walk in power, you activate power, you tap into power. Number three, preaching or sharing the gospel. He said that the gospel of God is the power of God. To the Jews and to the unbelievers, it, it, it's not anything to them. But to those of us that are saved, the gospel. And he was referring to the preaching and proclamation of it. It is the power of God. So be that believer that shares the gospel, that witnesses about your your faith in Christ. You do that, you are walking in power. Number four thing we've shared is your prayer life. We looked at James 1.16. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power. Honestly, I've always said this before. There is no reason why any member of this church should not be walking in power. Even if it's just prayer you're using. We have prayer meetings every day. And I can guarantee those of us that participate as often as possible and through that have built a strong prayer life, we know we are walking in power. <laughs> Yesterday, my daughter was coughing. My youngest daughter over and over again. And I mean, the time for me, that, the time just, I just brought her and I just laid hands on her and I prayed and laid hands on her. Two things struck me as I was praying, the way she was shouting amen. Because we already started teaching them to pray. We pray together every morning in the family. The way she was shouting at me, and I felt the power of God going into her body as I was praying for her. 
prayer life. The fifth thing we've shared is benevolence. Let me talk about that briefly. Look at Job 29 again. I want to emphasize this text. This was Job's secret. He told us in Job 29. If you've never studied Job 29, go and study Job 29. I always tell you these things. And Job was just telling us the secret of the success that was recorded. If you read Job 1, God told us his own secret. God's perspective of his secret. Ah, this one is a man that issues evil. He's, he's a righteous man. He doesn't walk in evil and all that. That was God's version. Job told us what he was doing. And in verse 12 of Job 29, look at what he said. This was the secret of the power behind the results I saw in my life. And he told us the testimony in the whole of Job 29. Because. I mean, we all know the meaning of because. Because means this is the reason. He gets why. This is it. I delivered the poor. This was his secret. I delivered the poor who cried out, the fatherless and the one who had no helper. One of the themes we've been talking about this Easter season is I am helped by God. Can somebody leave the hands and declare I'm helped by God? That's powerful. So he was saying I'm helping people that didn't have help. And I hope you understand this powerful principle. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you too. That's one simple way to walk into the help, help, help of God. He's talking about the power of God working for you. Help other people as you can. Jesus made it so simple. He said, if you can give somebody a small glass of water, you will not lose your own reward. If you can help quench somebody's thirst, God will help quench your own thirst as well. Can I hear a loud amen? Look at verse 14. One of the concepts we talked about last Sunday. Now, some of these things we shared in the first service. Some of them we shared in the second service. So, I encourage everyone this season, please endeavor to listen to the message of the service you are not joining. And listen to the midweek service. And join your word study group. By God's grace, we are going to open up all the word study groups to every member of the church next month. We've been working with the leadership of the church and the workforce up until now. We shared this concept last week. I believe in the second service. Dressing with power. Look at it here. Job was telling us that's what he did. I put on righteousness. I put on righteousness. I couldn't get into this last week because of time. That's what Paul told us to do in Ephesians chapter 6. He said, number one, put on truth like you wear a belt. Everybody wearing a belt can walk in truth. And when you walk in truth, you walk in power. He said, put on righteousness like you wear a, best, a breastplate. Now, that is military outfit. I brought it to civilian clothing. Your singlet. Your waistcoat. What you use to cover your chest area. Put it on. That's it. Just put it on. And you just make sure your mind is on these things. Like you put on clothes. Job said, that's what I was doing. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice. And what he was referring to as righteousness and justice here was that he was taking care of the poor. As God had enabled him, that is just before God. And that is right before God. That's what he's telling us here. And as I was living my life this way, it was empowering the success I was seeing. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind. Verse 15. Man. I was fit to the lame. Benevolence. 
The sixth secret we've shared is faith. Believing. And I think that's what we discussed in the first service last week. Apostle Paul came to this place where he said, the power of God is working. He just believed the power of God was at work in him. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3. We looked at those texts. The seventh and final key I want to give you on this teaching, on walking in redemption's resurrection power is this. Seven simple things that anybody and everybody that is a Christian should learn to walk in. I shared a testimony the other day about health restarts. We came for that health meeting and the doctors, they did check for us. Then they presented to us things you can do to remain healthy. Most of us in that meeting were overweight, the men. I don't know about the women, but I know the men. Most of us, when we got our report card, we were asking ourselves, why is my life like this? They said so many things. I'm sure there's no way Dr. Oja won't have taught us like 20 or 30 things in that meeting. I didn't need the 20 of them. I just picked the three that resonated the most with me. Three that I had even done before, but I had let slip. And the result was showing. The cause was I let it slip. The effect was that I was getting overweight. And I started doing them. And truly and surely, within a month, my weight came back to the point where I wasn't overweight any longer. I'm sharing seven kids with you. You don't need to do all seven of them, particularly if you have not yet mastered any of them. Start with one, two, or three. Oh, hallelujah. And master them. Master them. Master how to use prayer to walk in power. Master how to use benevolence to walk in power. Master them. Be so good at it, you don't have a bad day in your life. I mean, I've been living like that for over a decade now. Not that I don't have challenges, oh. But what a life that when challenges come, you just know where to run to and get an answer and apply the answer and see the results. That's power. What a life. And that's the life of the believer. That anybody can walk in by doing any of these seven things we are sharing. This is the seventh secret I will share with you. Stewardship. We call today Stewardship Sunday. Nothing fanciful per se. We are just saying everyone should learn to serve God with their life. Serving God with your life. Praise God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 1. This is one major thing we've been talking about. I've been building on this since last month. Verse 1, Apostle Paul said, Therefore, since we have this ministry, he was talking to them about ministry. And he was talking about the fact that he had so many challenges in ministry. That's another misconception we try to address. Don't allow any devil convince you or suggest to you or make you be, um, think like you deceived Eve. That because you have financial challenges, that means you don't have power. That because, oh, Pastor T said he prayed for his daughter and he felt the power going. Me, when I prayed for my daughter, I didn't feel anything. Because you are not working in healing, you don't have power. Or because your child is sick, you don't have power. Or because you yourself are sick, you don't have power. Those are all lies of the devil. 
Apostle Paul, nobody, I've not seen any human being, any Christian that had the kind of problems Apostle Paul had in his life and ministry. In fact, sometimes when I see challenges, I use Apostle Paul's story to encourage myself. <laughs> my, own, my own case is not this bad. At least nobody has come to imprison me for preaching the gospel. You should read 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I mean, second, yeah, 1 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4. And other scriptures that we, and we are still going to get into this. We are still going to be talking about power next month. Because it takes power to work in miracles. That one is obvious. We are just laying this foundation. Say so we have this ministry. As we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. So that was his subject here, that with all these problems that come to me, we are persecuted on this side. We are crushed but not destroyed. We are this, we are that. But it was a problem life. Problem ministry. But look at what he called ministry in verse 7. And by the way, ministry simply means service. The usher is doing ministry. It's not only the pastor that is doing ministry. The protocol person is doing ministry. Ministry is just Bible fancy word for service, serving. Praise God. Anyone that serves is a ministry. And you start from where you are. I've talked about me a lot. When I started coming to King's Word, the only assignment, they didn't give me a microphone to preach. But they said, ah, you have a car, be driving Dr. K around. I was doing ministry. I didn't know, like I know now, that it was ministry. But that's ministry. Serving God by serving men. Verse 7, he said this, and I've been quoting this verse to us for several weeks now. We have this treasure. Hallelujah. In earthen vessels. Earthen there means we are not perfect. We still have problems. Devils are still besieging our life and ministry. Like Paul, we look weak to many people. We don't look like we have it all together. We don't even look like we know what we are doing. We are earthen. We are like clay. We are fragile. We don't always have all the money we want. We don't always have all the wisdom we want. We don't look as if we have the power we want. But we have a treasure. A secret. It's called ministry. That we serve God with our lives. That is what confuses the enemy. That you mean with all these problems that brought around you, you are still going to preach another sermon next Sunday, Paul? You mean you are still going to write another letter? It's a treasure that the devil can never understand. You mean you are still going to follow somebody up? After your daughter fell sick and went to the hospital, you mean you are still going to come and lead worship next Sunday? It's a treasure. Not many people have learned to see it that way. The average person is that when challenges come, they back out of ministry. When the pastor preaches a sermon that they don't like, they back out of ministry. When a service member says something or does something they don't like, they back out of ministry. You don't understand. You have a treasure. Oh, glory be to God. You have a treasure. Let's bring it a bit closer home to what you most likely consider a treasure. You don't have to raise your hand. But if you have one million naira, depending on your level of prosperity, or ten million naira, or hundred million naira, or one billion naira in your bank account, don't raise your hand though. 
and don't move too much. So nobody will know I'm talking about you. Particularly if you are the one that has the one billion in your account. <laughs> you know that's a treasure. Am I right or am I right? Am I talking to the right people? One billion naira is a treasure to you. Or hundred million or ten million or one million. How do you treat that money? If you're like me, like me, every now and then I check my bank account. That's the money is still there. <laughs> Before I read the one headline now, that one bank MD and chairman, they stole our money. And <laughs> then you read in the news, somebody had high blood pressure. Why? The stock market crashed. The bank that they put their life savings collapsed. <laughs> treasure. I love, they, they did this thing so well. What, what Paul is doing here, they did it so well in the Bible. And it was a wisdom from the Holy Ghost. About two weekends ago, I, I mean, I like watching those things. I was, they were, I was watching the funeral of Prince Philip, the Queen of England's husband that died. And all the royalty and the pomp and the pageantry and the excellence and everything that was on display. And as I was watching, watching it, I was just remembering that the Bible calls us royalty. That we are heirs of God. He's the king. We are king. He's the king of kings. We are the kings. We are royalty. And, and God, the Holy Ghost gave them wisdom like that so that they will value what they had. He will take something in the natural to explain what they have been given in the spirit so that you won't treat it anyhow. Many people mistreat what they have. Because they can't relate it to a concept in the natural. So they tell us our redemption, our salvation is like we are Prince Philip and Prince Andrew, all those princes. Now, the truth is we are better than them. What God gave us is better than what any man can give us. But they are trying to let you see the treasure you have. The treasure you have in ministry. Now let's focus on ministry. Praise God. The treasure you have. Let me finish quickly. We have this treasure, again referring to me, in earthen vessels, we don't have to be perfect. It doesn't mean we don't have challenges. But watch the power here. This is what we've been talking about. That the excellence of the power, glory be to God, May be of God and not of us. Amen. I taught you what that word excellence means. It means greater than, stronger than, more than. And what he's telling you here is this. Number one, ministry plugs you into God's power. And that power of God is more excellent than any challenge you may be going through in the natural. That's why it's your treasure. So, if I understand this, that my child is sick, or that I am sick, or that I lost my job, should not be a reason why I should stop serving. On the contrary, it should be the reason why I'm now serving. In fact, I'm taking my stewardship to the next level. Because this is my treasure and it is superior, more than, greater than, stronger than, excellent compared to the fact that I just lost my job. 
Oh, hallelujah. That's how to think about this thing. So, the more... I wish I had time to study first Corinthians, this text with you, but I have to close. Please study 2 Corinthians chapter 4 when you get home. He ended the chapter by saying that our light afflictions are working for us. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. He called that he lost his job a light affliction. Because the treasure I have in my stewardship and my ministry is superior. It's excellent compared to the challenge I'm going through. So my problems actually fire me up to serve. Praise God. My disappointments encourage me to serve. That's what he told us God taught him in chapter 12. 7 Corinthians 12. He was telling God, take away the problem. God said, I don't have to take away the problem. My grace is sufficient. Learn to walk in the power, grace, that I've given you. Stop asking me to take away your challenges. Use the treasure I've given you. It's more excellent than your challenges. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me close. These are the nine tribes that we have created for everyone in this church. Projection, please help me put up the nine tribes again. I've started sending some messages in the Zonal WhatsApp chat rooms to give more detail because I don't have the time to do that in the morning. We have membership and pastoral care. I'm just going to list out the names. Next one, church stroke pastor's office, church services, management, hospitality, family life, fellowship, worship, missions, and I believe that's the last one. Thank you. Nine different tribes. We divided the work into nine tribes. All these tribes have almost a hundred service teams now. Honestly, we now have an army of workers. I'm living in a day that I've always dreamed about to live in in ministry. Where there's practically nothing I have to do in this church that I can't delegate to somebody. I don't have to preach this morning. I'm that privileged as a pastor now. I can get people that can preach. Probably even better than me. I don't have to teach. I don't have to lead worship. I don't have to plan to lead worship. I remember the early days where I needed to be doing all those things. But now we have an army. We have hundreds of people. Now serving. And our charge to everyone is to take your stewardship to the next level. If you are serving. If you are not serving, begin to serve. Let me close by reminding you of the benefits and the rewards of stewardship. That's what that Bible reading that was read to us, that's what it covers. The benefits that came into David's life because God saw him as a servant. I have found my servant, David. Your life, hear me very well. You want a better future? Talk to me, somebody. You are really interested in what we've been talking about. And you have come to a place to understand that to experience that better future, walking in God's power is one of the best ways to experience it. Do you understand that? That's what we've been discussing for the last few weeks. And now I'm telling you, one of the best keys is to be a servant. You're a son. You're no longer a slave. Jesus has set you free. 
you should now use your liberty and your freedom. You, it's not by force to serve God. You don't have to serve God to get to heaven. No. You get to heaven by believing Christ. But one of the best ways you can have a better future here on earth, now that you are no longer a slave, is to use your life as a servant. Look at these five amazing benefits. I mean, and we can study from so many other parts of scripture, but it's like preaching to the choir for most of us in church. So this is just like a reminder. Psalm 89. Again, the text is verse 20 to 37. You don't know, you're not familiar with that portion of the Bible. Study it when you get home. I think I've given you about three or four of those ones now. Am I right or am I right? No, this is a word church. King's word. That's our name. It's by the word we walk in power. Look at verse 22 of Psalm 89. Why the benefits or the rewards of serving? Why? The enemy shall not outwit him. Hallelujah. COVID-19. And you know COVID-19 is the work of the devil. And the effects cannot outsmart you. The enemy shall not outwit him. Nor the son of wickedness, including the witches in your village, cannot afflict him. See, when you hear of Christians that are afraid of the witches in their village or one uncle or one aunt, it's because they don't understand the power they have. They don't understand that their treasure is excellent compared to any power of any witch. And they don't understand how to walk in it. When you are in stewardship, Satan and the sons of wickedness can never touch you. They can try, but it will go back to sender. Can I hear a loud amen? Look at verse 24. This is just to encourage you, to inspire you, to motivate you. Ah, I wish we could force people to serve God. But unfortunately, God did not give us that power. And God himself that has that power doesn't exercise it on men. So God has made stewardship a choice. He has made thanksgiving a choice. He has made confession a choice. It's now in your mouth. It's up to you how you use it. May that never be our problem in life. That God made serving him a choice. Because if God had made it mandatory, like some rulers on earth, <laughs> some countries like that, it's by force. Maybe some people will actually be, be living in a better future. Because they don't have a choice, they have to do it. Do you know that that's a tussle? going on in the political dynamics, and I'm talking on the spiritual level now in the world right now, whether men should be governed democratically or autocratically. And for the first time in a long time, nations that are autocratic, I won't mention any name, I'm, I'm telling you what's happening spiritually, they are now beginning to rise in power again. And for the first time in several decades, since the end of the Second World War, they are now having the kind of power that democratic nations have. The devil is working on something. Just to challenge liberty and freedom. So when we are declaring we are no longer songs, so, um, um, slaves to fear, you better learn how to declare things like that. There's something going on spiritually. And it may lead to the end of the times. Who knows? Verse 24, I need to close because of time. Verse 24, look at it, Psalm 89. My faithfulness, because he's a servant. He, when I study things like this, it's amazing. 
Now, on one level, Jesus has obtained all these things for us free of charge. Because Jesus is the seed of David. So just by believing in Christ, you can start enjoying some of these benefits. Can I hear a loud amen? But then the Bible will now tell us. It's like when God said the things God has prepared for those that love him. Uh -uh. Why are you telling us that again? You already told us that you love everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Then why are you now coming to tell us again there's something special? That's the revelation for those that now love me. There's something special for those that serve God. It's like another layer. I talked about this in the midweek service the other day. The things we get from God, they come in measures. It's like another measure. My faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. His name, and because of that, his name and his home shall be exalted. I prophesy over you, exaltation shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The enemy shall not outwit you. The sons of wickedness shall not afflict you. You will enjoy faithfulness and mercy on a whole new level. Your horn will be exalted. Verse 27. I need to rush. I will make him my firstborn. Praise God. That's the word they used to describe Jesus. I will make him an heir. And David was talking political, I mean, prophetically here as well. The highest of the kings of the earth. I prophesy over you. The highest places in this world. The highest places in this nation. There shall be your portion in Jesus' name. It takes the power of God to walk in that. And stewardship will plug you into that power. Oh, hallelujah. By the grace of God, some of us are living the, our best life. The best life ever. One day God called me. I was in prayer. God said, you are living heaven on earth life. So that you and your wife for 20 years, you've not had a fight in your marriage. Heaven on earth life. God was telling me that. Heaven on earth life. That you don't know poverty or lack. Heaven on earth life. That you don't know sickness for almost 30 years. The highest of the kings of the earth. That's what he reserved for those that serve him. Verse 34 and 35. I love this one. This is so powerful, particularly for the times we are living in. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn in my holiness, I will not lie to Pastor T. When you read this text, remove the name of David. Oh, David has gone and has gone. You better put your name inside. Say with me, God is talking to me. Hallelujah. You know what that means? You can take God's word to the bank. The bank manager will not accept it, but God will accept it. Can I hear a loud amen? When you are going through shakings, just stand on the word. God cannot lie. If he says by his stripes I'm healed, by his stripes I'm healed. If he says the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not want. You stand on the word. When you are in still worship, that's powerful. It's available. Of course, you can stand on the word even if you are not in still worship. But it helps when you are in still worship. The last one. Rise on your feet as we close this morning. And it's the first verse again. Verse 20. The last benefit or reward. I have found my servant, David. Praise God. With my holy oil. 
I have anointed him. I'm going to get into more of that in the second service. The anointing, the empowerment of God is for stewardship. Does this ever happen to you? It happened to me again this morning. I woke up and I was feeling very dry, spiritually speaking. Did, did somebody get something from this short exhortation or message we had this morning? I didn't know how I was going to preach this sermon. I will tell you a little secret. But I knew this key. In any case, I knew this. God wanted me to teach along this line. I just, like I taught you in the, whole, in the midweek services. It's so easy to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I just shut everything else out. Holy Spirit, fill me up. Holy Spirit, fill me up. Just focus on the Holy Spirit. Because I know God has anointed me. And there's anointing for stewardship. I'm going to preach. I'm not going to be a parlor. Holy Spirit, fill me up. Praise God. It didn't take minutes. Words just start coming. Direction just start coming. What to say. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I feel so powerful. <laughs> Praise God. The anointing is available for servants. It doesn't have to be a preacher. Hello, no. Hello, church. Can you lift your hands where you are? Begin to bless God for a fresh anointing upon your life for this season. On this stewardship Sunday, if you're already serving like most of us are doing in this church, we thank God. Most of the adults in this church are servants of God. Believe God for next level grace, next level anointing. We can do much better. You can do much better. I can do much better. As a church, we can do much better. There are 8 billion people to reach on the face of the earth. We can reach a lot more. We can do it more excellently. We can do it more powerfully. Somebody ask God for next level anointing upon my life. Kenamo Satire. It's still worship Sunday. All we are here to receive from God is grace to serve Him. Empowerment to serve Him as His sons and as His daughters. And perhaps you are here, you are not yet finding expression in one area of service. Make a fresh commitment today. And I encourage you before you leave service today, right out there on that registration desk, tell them, I want to sign up. I want to sign up. Even if you don't know the group to join yet, just tell them, I want to sign up. Let them take down your name and go into the WhatsApp chat rooms. There are details about all the service groups and the tribes there. And you can always call any pastor or any leader in church for more details. But don't leave this place today without a fresh commitment to take your stewardship to another level. And use these promises that God made to you. He made it to you. Using David as a type and a shadow. Use it to ginger yourself and to encourage yourself and to motivate yourself. Come on, lift your hands and thank God. Fresh grace, fresh anointing upon my life. Why? I serve God. 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 Fresh grace upon my life. One more minute. My time is up already. One more minute. Somebody. Fresh grace. Fresh oil. I have fresh wisdom. The enemy shall not outwit me during this global pandemic. If he comes in on one way, the Lord will lift up a standard against him. If he steals in one way, God will cause him to restore sevenfold. Why? I am planted in stewardship. I pray this over one and all, over one and all, the highest places in this earth, the best quality life, the best quality future, the best of things. 
is reserved for the sons that serve their father. And that shall be your portion. Let's sing this for a minute. Nobody needs to come up, please, because of time. Hosanna. Just echo it and sing it. In the Come on, lift your voice to him. Let our king. He is the king of kings. And we humbly serve him with our lives. Oh, Zion. One more time, everybody, with everything you have in you, as a fresh oil comes upon you again today. Oh, in the highest. Fresh grace, fresh oil, fresh wisdom, fresh empowerment. Let our King, let our King, let our King be lifted high. Hosanna, Hosanna. Jesus, we give you praise. We commit our lives afresh to you. Use us for your kingdom. Use us for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God shouted a louder Amen. Please take your seats. Let's honor the Lord with our seeds again. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at kingsword.org telephone 234-810-00-006-40